Welcome to episode 10 of Ours is the Fury. If uh, it sounds a little bit differently today, it's because we're recording outside in my uh, backyard. Uh, we're all sitting uh, outside on a picnic table. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> it sure is. But we lost, so we're down. <laughs> Even the weather can't cheer us up. <laughs> You're so gloomy. It's, it's, it's almost cultural with you. <laughs> yeah, well, if you go even further east in Europe, it gets even worse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we lost one, one nil to the, the mighty New York Cosmos. I don't know. Yeah, mighty New York yeah, Cosmos. They're pretty good. They're a pretty good team. Are they the best team? No, Minnesota won the league. But you could definitely see that Ottawa Fury were showing them a lot of respect. A little too much, I would say, at yeah. times, especially in the first half. Yeah, they weren't pressing the ball. They were kind of sitting back, waiting for the New York Cosmos to come at them. And uh, that first goal was kind of indicative of that. They kind of just sat back and let the cross go in, and first-timer and Gork didn't have a chance. But it was a gorgeous cross. It was. And a phenomenal finish. I, 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 you can't really blame the central backs on that, no? It no, was just no, really no. well-timed. and Yeah. It was an early goal, too, eh? Yeah. Fifth minute or something like that? Yeah. So... And uh, Kendra, who didn't play in the starting lineup oh, this week? Ubi Perpovich <laughs> didn't play this week. Um, he got hurt in practice and so decided not to take take the trip. Um, I don't think it's too serious, just like a strained muscle or something. Rest well, Ubi. Will, will he be we back for the first game of this oh, yeah. fall season? Yeah. Yeah, and so what we saw is what we kind of predicted in their last podcast that Dantes will be moved back and that Heinemann goes in up top. Now, it's fair to say that that didn't work too well, right no. guys? There was, uh, there was a lot of problems between defense feeding the midfield and the midfield for feeding the forwards, which they've had problems with in the past. I think Don just kind of looked at a place playing midfield. And you can't really blame the no, guy. Absolutely like, not, I mean, no. he's, a, he's a target man. Not a mid. Yeah, and I thought uh, Philippe Davis was a little... Uh, Exposed in defense is not his, uh, his usual spot. Yeah, I mean, if we can take this as a, an aside, Ryan Richter was rumored to be loaned to Ottawa Fury. Has that transfer gone through yet? Not officially that I've seen or read. Uh, he's just been training with the team. Um, I don't. It's it's a loan, right? Not a like a full-on transfer. Yeah, so. exactly. But I thought it had gone through already, and uh, you know was perpetrating this myth. But I just learned today that it was just you know, a speculated low move and that he was on trial and that nothing has actually been uh, officially announced. Yeah, when we, when we find out something, like, for sure, certain, we'll tweet it out, of course, and probably be on Red Nation online as well. Exactly. So, yeah, the Ottawa Fury really did seem a little bit scared of the Cosmos. Nothing was working. Towards the end, we were d doing long balls. Desperate towards the end, but... Uh, it was an exciting finish, as I said earlier. It's like there's 
bunch of free kicks. There was a couple corners right at the end. Uh, Jeroen was subbed in late, and uh, they almost they almost stole a point. It was very very close. Yeah, he was uh, he almost connected with a with a header there that that, that went in and almost went in. I mean, and uh, Elias was put in. Um, it, around. The pace seemed to pick up a little bit once he was in. He kind of like started making some runs and. I think he got a little bit too excited. Uh, he got a yellow for diving. Yeah. Again? Yes, again. And again. it was totally deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta gotta be honest there. Yeah. Um, how many cards does he have, Blogsmith? You know, it's three. How many yes, minutes has he played? Not a lot. <laughs> and two less than ninety. Two of them are for diving. Probably right? less than ninety. Yeah, probably less than ninety, and he has three cards. Yeah, and two for diving. Wow. Um, yeah, he's got to. Uh, but he's got to stop doing that. Yeah. But he's yeah, a great energy player. But we should mention oh, yeah. the referee was pretty good this game. Eh? There's nothing except the handball hand that he ball, missed. Yeah. <laughs> but we're used to that <laughs> now, right? No one called handballs anymore. Yeah. So. That's it's just a non-call now. It's perfectly legal now. <laughs> They're talking about changing the rules in North American soccer where yeah, you, you can, can use your hands. <laughs> yeah, so handballs are okay now. Yeah, it has a bigger appeal to the masses, you know, yeah, because well, of basketball being so popular yeah, these days. It's just kind of a hybrid game between American football and soccer. So. Yeah, I noticed the ref called a lot of uh, a lot of uh, corner kicks and a lot of free kicks in the box. He seemed to find pushing on every single play mm. for the offensive team, and he called a lot of those. I don't I don't know if they're legit or not, because I didn't quite see them. But So, Blogsmith, you're kind of Richie Ryan's biggest critic, so how do you think he performed? I thought he played really well. I thought he controlled uh, like the lower half of the midfield really well. He distributed the ball really well. It's just unfortunate that uh, Donatelli and Dantas weren't really giving him a lot of support. Yeah, Dantas gave the ball away a lot. Uh, Donatelli had probably the worst game I've seen him play. Um, I know it was his birthday a couple days before. <laughs> Hopefully, are you implying <laughs> that he was uh, hungover? Perhaps? No, no, I did. no. These guys are professionals. Um, but no, like it, he didn't have a good game and. Uh, hopefully we'll see see him play back back and form later on. So, yeah, but I thought the back line was really good. Like, there was no, like, terrible mistakes. Actually, I thought Drew Becky was quite solid for most of the game. Like, yeah. he was always there. What's ready. up with his headband? Yeah. I've noticed, there's, I've noticed there's been a change since the headband. Um, he's been more confident, like, maybe more powerful. His timing's been a little faster. No. But no, yeah, he had a good game, right? And yeah. like the, even like Trafford had a good game. The, the whole Those two line. have been really good on defense. Yeah. Like they've been really communicating well and like being being pretty solid on the back. Line. So really the, the defensive line has really benefited from Jeroen's absence, uh, his international uh, Palestine uh, absence because like I think we have found our best central back pairing although you know it's great that Jarud was really successful at that uh, what's that Asian cup called that Palestine won AFC like it's the AFC championship it's Asian yeah. something something that they won yeah well they they did really well they won in they went they moved up 71 spots yeah, in 71. the FIFA rankings yeah. highest yeah. in 10 years yeah I wish there was uh, some kind of cup for the weaker nations in North America that yeah. Canada could compete <laughs> in to jump up some of those. Uh, Canada versus Belize. But then we know what happens when we play against those tiny islands, right? 
the one that starts with an H that I will never name. <laughs> was that an island? <laughs> I meant like Guadalupe or Martinique. Oh, Guadalupe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But there's... I, I found everyone like... Outside of Donatelli and Dantes, I, I thought it was a pretty solid performance. There was a lot of space at times, especially in the first half. It was especially in, like, in the middle, there was a lot of space, and they seemed to wait to the last possible second before they closed them down. So in the halftime interview, Mark Dos Santos called it the first half of the Ottawa Fury in, in, in their NASL history. The worst the first worst half. half first what half. did I say? You said the first half of the Ottawa Fury. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, guys. <laughs> I apologize. The but yeah. worst first half. I don't, I don't know if it was the worst. It wasn't good, but... <laughs> That oh. second half at Atlanta was absolutely god awful. Yeah, yeah, but that's the second half, not the first half. Oh, the worst. I think he first called it. I see. Yes. Oh, did he oh, call it the worst? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, I agree with uh, MDS on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the worst first half, and the second half in Atlanta was the worst <laughs> second half. So, download both those games, copy and paste them together. <laughs> There's and just the worst game. <laughs> have a terrible narcissistic <laughs> evening watching that game. Just feeling terrible. Yeah, you have to think that uh, the spring season, the Cosmos weren't like they're still playing for points because the cumulative points in the championship still count. But as far as the spring season goes, New York wasn't playing anything. Minnesota already won the day before. Ottawa, they're playing. I think for one spot, they could have moved up if they won. Uh, I think going down to New York in the last game before, essentially five or six weeks off. I think it's not a lot of uh, a lot of not a lot of motivation for them to put in a strong performance. So yeah, and they they get a what did they get a full week off or two weeks off? And uh, then they're back in training. I heard just uh, one full week officially. One full week and then come back for training here in Ottawa. Right, but you know, with a win, which was always unlikely, we could have surpassed the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and would have been in the top half of the table. Yeah, would have been in fifth. Yeah. Yeah, which be amazing but you know I'm, I'm not disappointed with six expansion team six on the table no neither am I and you know we're just at the very start and you know the, the big stories still remain to be told yeah I don't know if you know if you remember Edmonton's first season uh, GFC's first season Indy's first season who's Indy <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, they just put the team together. They started putting the team together earlier this year in February. They started practice in March, and then they have a spring season starting in, what was it, April? That's not a lot of time for things to come together. So I think it was, I think it was a strong season, like, considering, like, the newness of the team. It was a pretty good, pretty good showing. Yeah, I mean, they, they started off relatively poor, but I think you could see weak week by week they steadily improved we finished sixth two games the minnesota game where we lost in the last second and the san antonio game where we lost in the last second those are two two points we could have had easily but we just let slip away i think i think the fury can uh, work on that and hopefully improve coming into the fall season and hopefully contend for a, a postseason spot yeah so let's just run through the games really quickly and just like Take a look at that. Or? Right, so we started off uh, with a 2-0 loss, uh, our first NSL game ever against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. To be honest, after that game, I felt a little bit pessimistic. 
I thought, oh my god, this is the beginning of like us losing every match of the NASL. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was my reaction. Yeah. But luckily that, that didn't turn out to be true. And if I remember correctly, we did show some promise in that game. We just had two absolute howlers in the defensive line. Yeah, two mistakes. We had our chances. We couldn't convert them. But it was the first game. And then we had our very first uh, home game versus Minnesota United, which we've you know discussed many times throughout this podcasting season, where uh, we almost drew them and then were scored upon in the 97th minute. So that was obviously soul-crushing. Yeah, it was... Uh, I don't remember much of the game. It was uh, our first home game, so it was a big party, right, if you remember? That's, but uh, re-watching the game later... Um, there's no way there should have been seven minutes of extra time. Should have been five at the most, and and it's just one of those things. That's like that's two points, right, you know, right there. And then we had our very first ever result when we drew uh, FC Edmonton zero zero in the V Cup, and that was a cold night. I remember that cold Wednesday night, windy. Windy, yeah. I could not feel my toes by the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was but that actually gave me some hope for the Voyagers Cup, like to tie FC Edmonton, and like I thought that was decent. Like we could have done something with that, so that actually made but me quite hopeful. But it was always hopeful. the result that FC Edmonton wanted, you know, with their yeah, uh, strategy to just not be conceded on, and you know, but you know, yeah, it would have been, it would, it was a good result for us. You're right, Kendra, because they didn't score an away goal and. Yeah, the moment that stood out to me when that game was that huge Gork's save that he made. Yeah, I think that's the first time Gork finally kind of showed that he's the Fury's keeper. Yeah, it's hard to imagine someone else starting in the next in the next few games. Like yeah, there's really no need to change up the keeper. He's no. been phenomenal. Yeah, but maybe something that people don't talk about enough. Like you read all the articles and all the papers and even like the online blogs and stuff. You never hear mention of Gork, and he's. He's been great, like, great for the team. And then came our very first win in the NASL against the Carolina Railhawks. We squeaked out a 4-0 win. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, FC Edmonton almost topped that, or they did top that. Yeah, this week Edmonton, uh, poor Carolina. Like, yeah. they come to Canada and just get destroyed. Uh, FC Edmonton won 6-1 uh, yesterday. Or day before, did they Saturday. score? I, I didn't actually check on this, but did they score more goals, FC Edmonton, in one game than in all their other league games combined? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's one, what I yeah. thought. Okay. Yeah, it started early. I think they scored in the 30th second. And actually, then they scored three on us in our 3 1 loss to FC Edmonton uh, away. And that was, to me, the, the most, the, the defeat that hurt me the most. Because I really wanted to play an MLS team. I really wanted to play Montreal Impact. Yeah, we had buses uh, ready. There was a phone call. <laughs> like, if they win, we're calling. And, and it's all but and, and, you know, Edmonton played a good game. you got to give it to him. It's FC Boakai. you got to give it to him. And, uh, which he didn't... Did he play this weekend? He wasn't no, on the score sheet. he wasn't even on the sub-match. He wasn't even, I don't know. Wow. There's an injury, or is it just kind of keeping him out? Yeah, and he, well, they did a experimental lineup is what everyone's saying but um that was the game i thought we sh- we should have won uh well there's three that i think we should have won but that was one that you know hurt the most because uh, we wanted that game in montreal so bad we wanted to get a game stolen from us in montreal and that was of course a time where traveling was hard on the players they had just gone to edmonton and then they went back to play in an asl game um, 
to, to all the way to Atlanta, which we lost 2-1, and that was just one of those games that was always going to be a write-off because it was just right after the V-Cup game and players were tired. I didn't expect a result at all in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta, you know, we know it's such a strong team. Uh, they were in the finals last year. A good team. I know they didn't do that well this, this season so far, but they're one to look out for. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one game this year that I, I thought we had no shot of winning that. That at the end of the game, I thought there's no way we were in that at all. Yeah, and then we drew the Tampa Bay Rowdies one-one uh, at home. And to be honest, I have like no memories whatsoever of this game. I don't know if I was really wasted or what went on. Yeah. Well, we had the uh, the Oliver penalty kick miss. Right. Yeah. Oh. And then they came back and then he scored the penalty and then. Pickens, remember Pickens? Yeah, the keeper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dal- Donatelli tied it up, and that was kind of the starting point for Donatelli's, you know, huge run later on in the spring season. Right, and then came our huge 4-2 away win against Indy 11. Yeah, that was a great game. No, it wasn't. It was a terrible game. <laughs> it was like it was kind of painful to watch, and you know. Great for Indy for all the you know great atmosphere and uh, everything, but all oh, the football is hard to watch. It is so hard to watch. Well, I l- always like it to see teams making it easy for us to score uh, on them. So, yeah, poor Indy though. They, you know, I hope they have some success in the coming month in the U.S. Open Cup because they deserve something for. Well, their fans deserve something. They're the easy to like just because their entire model, you know, putting supporters first, and you just feel for them. You know, want them to do well. Um, yeah, and then we lost 2-3 against the uh, San Antonio Scorpions, and that was another late That was a heartbreaker. Yeah. I think that was the hardest game for me to watch. That was really rough. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say before that, like, San Antonio's kind of like a bizarro TFC with, like, Adrian Cannes back there and uh, Hasley, who was up front, and uh, who's it, Julius James, the mm-hmm. other defender? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of weird to see. It was like six years later. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> tough game being up 2-1 in the 80th minute and letting it go. So, and then the last week was, of course, the, the 1-0 win against Edmonton where we made clear who, in the fact, is actually the best team in Canada right now. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and there's only two teams in Canada. And we're the best. Yeah, we? I mean, we're the better league so obviously the other MLS teams don't count I can hear you swearing at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah no and then yeah the the loss to the Cosmos so um, so overall we definitely saw a a progression you know going uphill yeah yeah there's uh, definitely some uh, definitely some improvements to make but they absolutely I think the team they are now, the, the team they are we saw in preseason in the first couple of games, is remarkable. Like They've come a long, long way, and I think it uh, looks good for them in going into the fall season. So Drew in Ottawa wants to know, what was the biggest or pleasant surprise of the spring season, and what was the most unpleasant surprise? Biggest surprise... Well, to me, it was the way Donatelli performed all season because I thought he is an indoor player. I thought he looks pretty, but I didn't expect him to be able to play as good a football as he actually demonstrated again and again and again. Um, and for me, the uh, 
the most unpleasant surprise was that our goalkeeping coach quit. Yeah, we, we don't know exactly. I don't know the details, but no, it, no it's one not really good knows. to hear that, you know, it's so early on one of the, you know, major coaches in our team. Yeah, and he, we what we do know is that he didn't quit for another job or he didn't leave for another job. We don't know the details, but he said, you know, he's open for opportunities, so it doesn't sound doesn't sound like that but yeah so what are some some of the other best um i think that like i didn't really know anything about mason trafford before he started playing and i thought like you didn't i didn't follow the chinese league <laughs> no <laughs> sorry um <laughs> your esl students are gonna be very disappointed <laughs> oh, sorry guys i don't watch chinese soccer um but i think like by the end of the season we saw we like I was saying before, him and uh, Becky on the back line have like linked up very well. So I think that's a pleasant surprise, um, just because I didn't know anything about him, and I was I'm happy with the way he's playing at the end of the season. Yeah, I like how uh, they incorporated like some of the PDL players and how I thought maybe they just you know they were just there for token reasons you know like Becky yeah I think stuff. we really have to note how how much playing time uh, Carl Haywood has been seeing yeah and how he's doing has been doing pretty well considering it's his uh, first year playing professionally yeah it's great and so it's great to see that and they're true to the development and I th that was a highlight for me is seeing seeing guys I've seen play in PDL now playing in the NESL and then maybe in a couple of years or a year I'm going to see them transferred on to MLS or over to Europe. What about you, Blocksmith? What was the... Yeah, I think a pleasant surprise kind of off the field was kind of the support we got at Carlton. So we, uh, we, got, we started with a sellout and ended with a sellout, and I thought it was, really, it was a really good atmosphere. I was kind of worried about it going into the season. Yeah, I think considering that we were in a temporary stadium and it wasn't you know, a very exciting location to get people to go out to, and considering we're... Uh, all new supporter groups, or not, we shouldn't say all new, but new to professional soccer. We did all right. Yeah, it was, it was good. Like, had for you people at home that uh, don't know about Ottawa's sports market, it's not <laughs> the most famously uh, exciting sports market. The fans are known for being quiet and reserved, and uh, I think a different side of Ottawa is coming out with the soccer team. It's nice to see. What about some of the negative surprises, guys? Kendra, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Negative surprise. I'll bail you out. And, well, some, something uh, negative, I, I would say, is uh, just overall the NASL itself, the way it presents itself as a league. Uh, I have really nothing negative to say about the team and how they played and coaching and that whole, it's amazing. But the NASL, like, trying to watch the games on TV or like I was hoping for something better than local Rogers. I don't know if you tried to watch NESL live. Like so that whole part of it, the way the league markets itself, not necessarily Also how long it takes NESL live to make games available. Like it's, there's no interest for me to watch a game five days later. I want to watch it, you know, like a, maybe twelve hours later. Or a highlight show mm -hmm. four or five days later. Like other leagues I watch like Oh, speaking of highlight shows, do check out the NASL cast. It's another podcast that focuses on NASL generally. Very informing and quite entertaining. I find that the best resource to, to, to stay up to date. 
Yeah, I've actually listened to the first episode I've mm. ever listened to the other night. It was pretty good. Mm. I did too. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the only negative I have. Anyone else? Uh, I guess I could say that I was disappointed that Nikki Patterson didn't play. Well, yeah, um, the injuries. I was really hoping that we'd get to see him before the fall season, but um, it's good that he is getting completely healed and like back up to 100%, and hopefully we'll see him in the fall. Yeah, I was a little uh, bit under underwhelmed with uh, how how Macon has played. I know he got injured, but he's kind of like our big signing, and I don't think he's really shown that much on the field to uh, warrant that. And I mean, there's plenty of time and to for him to to improve him, but I think he was kind of a disappointment so far. And Drew in Ottawa also wants to know what was the OFFC goal of the season. Well, for me, it would have to be Ubi Parapovic's uh, goal against uh, the Scorpions. It put us up 2-0, 2-1, um, and it was just really nice. Like, Donatelli passed it in. He kind of, like, swooped in at an awkward angle, um, shot it past the keeper. It was really nice, um, and it was, it was really encouraging because um, that put us ahead, and uh, I, I just thought it was really a great moment. Uh, goal for me was uh, the Philippe Davies goal in the against in the, the Carolina game, where um, Oliver was coming down on the left hand side and just put a ball through about three or four defenders, and found Philippe Davies all alone in front of the net. And if you if you look back on it, it's absolutely an amazing pass. Yeah, the goal for me, it's it's pretty typical that when Tommy got subbed in his first game back from injury I think it's first league game right and then gets the header against Edmonton wins the game for us in 89th minute well 90th minute technically so yeah it was that was a beautiful goal and just the moment of him coming right to the stands and pointing at all the fans it's perfect yeah I really liked the the first Donatelli goal against uh, Indy 11 when uh, he just did that dummy trick and like the the defender completely fell for it and he shot it from about I think 18 yards out or so and just curled it right into the top corner and the keeper didn't even move for me that was like the most beautiful goal I've seen from the Ottawa Fury so we all have a diverse opinion on that <laughs> yeah we all pick different goals and uh, Namu from the Bytown Boys wants to know who our MVP for the spring season is and I would like Kendra to start that. <laughs> Is it that obvious? <laughs> um, I just, I really love watching midfielders, and I think it, that it was proof the last game against the Cosmos. Ubi Parapovic was not in the lineup, and I think our midfield suffered quite a bit. I think he's just really genius in that role, and he can make really great plays. He has really great vision, and I, I for me, he's definitely the Ottawa Fury MVP. Uh, from my point of view, might be a surprise coming for me, but I think Drew Becky. I I think he's played pretty much every minute. He's been called on to play right back. He's been called on to play center back. He's been absolutely dynamite in post positions. I think I can call. I think I can count as uh, all the mistakes he's made this season on one hand. Still fingers left over. I think he's been absolutely dynamite for the Fury this year. Yeah, and obviously I'm not a pick Donatelli. Uh complete surprise like I, I saw him in the game in Rochester noticed him there and uh, noticed this player was going to be good I thought oh you know he'll be a starter I didn't think he would uh, 
at one point lead the league in goals and assists. Uh, he ended up second in goals with four and assists. He was second as well with three. So, like, have a guy come out of nowhere and just, like, be all over like that. And, and you know. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Ryan. I mean, for all the same reasons, you can't go past Donatelli for the best player of the season for the Ottawa Fury. And, yeah. I'd also like to give another MVP to Gorick because he's been super fantastic. And I was nervous about goalies when we um, were going into the season, and I had I didn't know about any of them, but he proved to be worth, like, he's been fantastic and just, like, rock solid. So yes, please don't Gorick. quit soccer for acting. Please <laughs> keep playing soccer. <laughs> And uh, b- before we have a break, we should mention that the uh, Ottawa Fury women had two games as well last weekend. Yeah, both on the road. Uh, they, pl- they went on Friday when played London and uh, dominated again. I didn't see the game, uh, but just looking at the stats and but everything. But 48 people did, Ren. 48 people <laughs> did, yeah. According to the website, the weather was sunny and the attendance was 48. Uh, they went down to London and uh, they beat the Griffins 4-0. And then Sunday... Uh, they had their return game there with Kitchener, Kitchener Waterloo United, and uh, they won three one. Was it? I know they conceded their first uh, goal. I yeah. think it was two one that they won. Yeah. So so far four games in, a perfect record. One goal against uh, Hastings scored again. I like to mention that, and uh, Lisa Marie Woods, both like, two amazing players. Yeah, she scored three times in the last two matches. Yeah, and. Just, they're a dominant team, so uh, they won't be back for in Ottawa for like three, four weeks. Uh, John and I are talking about going to a game in Laval, so it's a Wednesday night. So <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. If we, we go to Rochester, we may as well go to Laval. Well, Laval, yeah, two hours. Yeah, well, it's no big deal. All right, and let's enjoy some music. Welcome back. Uh, we're just on a recap uh, NASL this weekend quickly. Go through what happened. Uh, a lot of draws this week. Uh, and it was a weird schedule, right? With three games on a Saturday and two on a Sunday? Yeah. And, uh, and, and knowing, knowing who won the league on Saturday mm-hmm. and then the games on Sunday, it was like, eh, who cares? We and, already know who won the league. Right, but the games were very high scoring. Uh, with the exception of our game, That's all other true. games there were at least four goals or more. Yeah, Atlanta and India. Indy almost won one. Another draw for Indy eleven uh, against Atlanta. So at least at least they're getting points. Uh, but they finish at, they finish uh, last in the table with four points. So uh, zero Santa, wins. Yeah, zero wins. Oh, so India. yeah, expansion. They're expansion team. No, you can't expect expansion team to get six. You know, you can't expect that. But <laughs> San Antonio uh, played Fort Lauderdale, and uh, that was a two-two draw as well. And then uh, you watched the Edmonton game. Uh, blog I watched stuff? the first half before the Ottawa game. Okay, what was, was the score it? at the end of the first half? Four zil. Wow. Zil. Four zil for. <laughs> yeah. FC we'll talk Edmonton. about Brazil later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the game ended six-one. Yeah. So which we mentioned earlier. So and that was in Edmonton. So. And then our game, uh, New York Cosmos defeating Ottawa, Fury FC, 1-0. So the, end, the way the table ended up looking, Indy last with zero wins, 
FC Edmonton uh, eight points coming in at ninth. Silverbacks ten points tied uh, for points with uh, us and the Rowdies. But because we scored a lot of goals, uh, goal differential really saved us. We ended up six with the Rowdies in between us and the Silverbacks. Fifth, the Strikers, which is a team we could have caught. And uh, Carolina Railhawks, always a strong team, 14 points in fourth. Uh, the San Antonio Scorpions, 17 They just have points. to work on their away form, Carolina Railhawks, especially when they go to Canada. They just can't win away, yeah. And uh, San Antonio got 17 points for third. Uh, the Cosmos, 19 points. Uh, that draw against Indy really hurt them. And, of course, Minnesota won the league with a draw on Saturday with 20 points. Uh, one thing that bothered me a lot was how the New York Cosmos, uh, their broadcast team, kept comparing us to Indy 11 and saying, oh, we're the same. And th- I don't know if you heard that yeah, on the weird. Yeah. It was It was so far off. And some of the things that they were saying, like in general, about football. <laughs> yeah. We, well, you know, they, said, uh, they said Mark DeSantos was from Brazil before later correcting themselves yeah a friend of ours actually tweeted in to the broadcast team of the cosmos and uh corrected them said no he was he was born in canada and then about and he has a portuguese connection you know he's coached in brazil but he's not yeah 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 and then about four minutes later like mark de santos born in montreal quebec canada (laughs) (laughs) so it was good that they corrected themselves if i've learned anything from these nasl live streams is that you have to mute them and you know, I've, I, and I think That's this is actually also true for the Ottawa stream because if you're not from Ottawa and you you're watching the Ottawa game, it's just as obnoxious because it's so biased in this league. Yeah, it's it's, it's all the broadcasts. They're all homers. The indie ones was total homer. San Antonio, they have a great professional broadcast. San Antonio's really really good. They have the best broadcast in the league, and I remember uh, John Pugh saying, "We want to be like San Antonio." We want to do what they're doing, and like, let's do let's let's do that because they they have the best presentation, they have the best stadium, and yeah. we should really say congratulations to Minnesota United FC, well deserved, yeah, always consistent, dominant. Yeah, they ran the table from start to finish. Yeah, they had, they had what two draws? They have any losses? I think they. Just yeah, had they it. lost to the Cosmos. Yeah, they lost one zero to the Cosmos. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, that uh, the win against us in the last minute was huge. That those two points, yeah. huge. Yeah, that, yeah. that. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. It's just because we hate the Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd rather Minnesota win than the Cosmos. And... Oh, it's good to see that you know the Cosmos are just human too, and they're not going to win everything by default. Yeah, and the season's shutting down right now. It'll be back. Uh, the first game's on when? It's like the day before the. The World Cup final? I know that our first game back is the day of the World Cup final. The 13th. Right. So they're playing games the day before uh, the league starts up again on the 12th of July. Right. And in so our I'm games... going to be in Brasilia for the third place match on the 12th. And I'm actually flying to Rio on the 13th in the morning. Wow. So enjoy those NASL game, guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's that tournament you're going to? Ah, oh, some amateur football tournament. Oh, yeah. You'll be streaming the NASL game right after. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to go to the final, you know. I'm just going to go to my <laughs> hotel room and watch NASL. But you're, 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 you only have tickets if Germany make it, right? Well, the third place is guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't put a curse on it.
Yeah. yeah. So well. another thing we should talk about is that we now have an international friendly confirmed on July 23rd against the Rangers. And I know this is uh, viewed somewhat controversially among us. Ryan, how do you <laughs> feel about it? Well, it's good that, you know, Rangers are a good uh, brand and a good, you know, they're famous and the champions of Europe at one time. And, you know, people love the Rangers, right? But at the same time, they just won the third division of Scotland and they're still next year will be starting in the second division of Scotland because of their but financial let's re- let's issues. let's remember that they only ended, exactly, they ended up in the third division because of finances, not because they didn't play, you know, okay. competitive Na- football in Name Scotland. me three players off the top of your head. I can name you, like, can, historically. Can you name me three that are playing for the squad right now? <laughs> no. Exactly. Oh, actually, I can name oh. one. Frazier Fra- Fra- Aid is playing there. The can anyone check that? <laughs> oh, the yes. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Is he? How many minutes has he got this? Oh, he's been getting a yeah, lot of yeah. minutes. Well, I mean, Blogsmith can, yeah. can tell you all about he does. it. He plays really well. He's oh, okay. been one of the top guys. So we can uh, name one player. Kenny Miller, the old uh, Whitecaps yeah, striker. He just Miller. signed. Oh, oh he just signed. Just okay. signed. So we got two players we can name. But... Yeah, no, it's good that it's it's good. But I know some people. Let's not forget are... who we are too, right? <laughs> you know, we're a second division North American team, so like, who can we expect to draw? Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Um, like, I'm going to the game. I'll be excited to see it. It's just we would go to any game. Let's we, face it. We would go to like if your rec team is playing <laughs> down the street, and as long as you guys have the same color shirts, <laughs> we'll probably be there. But no, yeah. Um, just other clubs like the Richmond Kickers are playing Swansea, you know, and Minnesota is playing Swansea, and you know, and I just think that you know Swansea obviously is the better football club, but in but terms no of names, knows, the yeah. Rangers, you know, are it's the a bigger brand. brand, like you said. For sure, yeah. So, but people are excited. Mm-hmm. I I know some people that are hardcore Rangers fans, and they were like literally in tears like one person like didn't have any words or just shaking their head and like in awe like freaking out I can out. imagine like ima- like for me it would be like Borussia Dortmund would come to play the Ottawa Fury you know yeah. it would be like a match made in heaven for me <laughs> it'd be a close match I think they'd line up well <laughs> Jeroen would never be caught out yeah, yeah nah. it'd be all over it yeah I think what they're hoping is hope people come down and see this it'll be in a new stadium it'll be the second game in the stadium for us yeah, good showcase. Guess, hopefully it'll bring people out later and hopefully you can fill that place sometime. Yeah, so if you have season tickets, it's included in your season tickets. Um, I suggest buying some tickets for friends or getting your friends to buy some. Like, they get 10,000 plus in that stadium. It'll, it'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's move on about our uh, from our usual stuff for a moment. And I mean, the World Cup is starting in a couple of days. Who does everyone think is going to win? And who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise and who's going to be the biggest flop? Uh, winner, I, I'd love to say England, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Argentina. Uh, winner, I uh, have to agree with you. I want to, uh, in my heart, it's a different team, but uh, Argentina is going to win this World Cup. All right. I think it's Brazil's to lose. You know, they have a very strong team. They have a very good coach with Scolari. And uh, I'm... I'm fearing that Brazil is going to kick Germany out in the semifinal in the Belo Horizonte. I, I have strong feelings about Germany. I think they have a really good team, and I think that they could, could be a winner this year. What about the biggest surprise, Blocksmith? Biggest surprise, I think, uh, I think Belgium's going to do. I think Belgium's going to 
go to the semis maybe. Really? Wow. Uh, biggest surprise for me, um, well, not for me, but I think people are going to be surprised at Japan and how talented that team is. They're totally under the radar. And they're a strong, amazing team. You know what? I'm going to go with the U.S. here and say that the U.S. are going to make it out of the group because Portugal are weak and they relied on uh, They too don't much have Landon Donovan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, maybe. Nothing without yeah, him. that's a controversial decision, but... You know, this is going to be a World Cup where fitness matters because it's going to be freaking hot, especially in that Group G where they're playing in the north. Um, so I can actually see them go, maybe not the semifinal, but I think they, they have a pretty good chance of making the quarterfinal. So you're saying Germany and USA is coming out of Group G? Yes. Okay. Um, biggest surprise, I think I'm going to agree with Blogsmith. I think Belgium will do quite well. And I don't really know much about their team um, except for Hazard. <laughs> who plays for Chelsea? Um, but I think that they'll they'll be they'll be a group a, a team to watch. What about the biggest disappointment, guys? Uh, I'm gonna say Brazil. I think uh, they're under a lot of pressure. I think they they'll probably get out of their group, but I think if they hit a really tough team, I think they're gonna kind of crumble. Hmm. Greatest disappointment. Uh, Portugal, I think. They're not going to do as well as everyone thinks. Um, they'll probably get out of their group, but after that, I don't know what will happen. So for me, I think the Netherlands are not going to do well because they have a very tough group with Spain and Chile. And I can't, I can really see the Netherlands losing to both of them. And then, you know, obviously they're going to win against Australia, but it might not be enough. And I think that would be, you know, a big surprise given that they made the final in 2010 and had a flawless uh, qualifying campaign. I'm also going to agree with Ryan. I think Portugal is not going to do as well as people think they will. Um, I think they have Ronaldo, and I mean, they have some talented players, but I think there's too much pressure on him being the guy, um, and I don't think the rest of the team can... I don't know, I just haven't seen them play as a, a well, well, like a cohesive team unit in the yeah. past, and I don't think they're going to do... Fantastic. And other teams that, uh, you know, that maybe look out for is Uruguay, uh, another team that's under the radar. Uh, any other teams? And I, I think Honduras, well, I hope Honduras will get destroyed, but they're in a pretty easy group. They're probably in the easiest group with uh, Switzerland, Ecuador, and France. Oh, I heard France just beat Jamaica 8-0. Oh, good. If they could beat Honduras 8-0, <laughs> I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah, and Canada is playing against Jamaica in a friendly in September, so. Yeah. So, should be interesting Thursday. So, probably by the time you're listening to this pod, the World Cup will be started already. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it'll be a great tournament. And um, probably you're going to hear from us before uh, the NESL fall season starts up again. We might do a couple special pods, but we don't have very... Uh, clear plans yet we'll definitely do a preview and probably have a guest on for that as well yeah and follow follow some of the news the transfers there's definitely going to be some transfers happening uh besides the ones we've already heard of there's you know they got those empty spots so we're going to be following that and have all the details on that as well all right it's been a blast guys i've really enjoyed the first 10 episodes and the first spring season doing the pod mm-hmm 
Thanks, guys. Great fun. All right. See you in the fall. And also, thank you so much to all our listeners for, uh, you know, interacting with us and, you know, paying attention to our podcast. It's been uh, overwhelming. Thanks, guys. FC Edmonton, right? Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yes, Edmonton. 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 I'm saying that Edmonton. 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 Edmon